0: funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise, Athlone. In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 17, Drum. Historian, Garrod O'Brien, Tells us about the history of the area.
1: Drum is perhaps the best documented parish in County Roscommon, thanks to the Trojan work of the late Edward Egan and his colleagues in the Drum Heritage Group. They have performed a great service to the local community, not only through their publications, but also through such valuable works as the remedial work and enhancement made at the site of the monastic church in Drum and the development of the Holy Well. Also by recording the ancient pilgrim paths leading to Drum and restoring the Wake House at Newar, and by celebrating the birthplace of the famous Gaelic poet and writer Sean O'Neillachton in Clanellen. They have also developed a heritage centre which is a very valuable asset to the area. Drum is almost unique in South Raskamon, as it can boast a continuous history of habitation for 2,000 years at least. The evidence for this includes a megalithic tomb of the portal tomb or dolmen type, located in the townland of Meehan B. Drum also has more than its fair share of field monuments, including ring forts, and at least one example of a Fulacht Fee, literally a wild cooking place, which supports the idea of continuous habitation here over a very long period of time. Drum also has an ecclesiastical tradition dating back to the very early days of Christianity in Ireland. We know from the Book of lecan that St. Bridget recognised the importance of Drum and the holy well beside the ancient monastery in Drum is known as St. Bridget's Well. The area of South Common belonged to the ancient territory of Hymane, and St. Bridget had the right of baptising members of this tribe. And thus, we are told, her co in Drum had the power to collect the so-called baptismal penny, and the funds collected were divided three ways. Her co-arb in Brideswell received one third. A third was kept by the monastery at Drum, and a third was given to the monastery at Clonown. Today, visitors to Drum can see the restored remains of Drum Monastic Abbey, which is a 12th century Romanesque structure which stands on an elevated site which was originally about five acres in extent and was protected by a oval enclosure. Some fine Romanesque features survive, including the main doorway with its ornamental mouldings and a number of arched window frames. Atlone had the only Cluniac priory in Ireland, founded by King Turlock O'Connor in the 12th century. The Cluniacs were a reformed Benedictine order. We know that these Cluniac monks served three chapels in South Roscommon, at Cam, Kiltoum, and here at Drum, and continued to do so until the suppression of the monasteries. The prior of the Cluniac monastery in Athlone in 1480 was Cornelius O'Nyachtan, and of course O'Nyachtan or Nocton is a surname closely associated with Drum to this day. According to a local Gaelic scholar, Josephine Warrí, the poet and writer Sean O'Nyachtan, who was born in 1655 in Clonelan in the parish of Drum, was one of the most considerable Irish poets of the classical age. He worked as a spalpin, or migrant worker, before settling in Dublin. His most famous poem is a love poem of 17 stanzas, called "Rocken von Grelat," which translates as, I would go through the woods with you. The Onyachtons settled in the Pimlico area of Dublin, where they were central to a thriving Irish community, and much of the credit for this is due to both Sean Onyachton and his son Taig. Thomastown Park House, now sadly in ruins, was the seat of the Nocton family for generations. It was probably built in the mid-18th century and was certainly there by 1758. It was a very considerable house of three storeys over basement with a range of outhouses including stables, coach house and forge. It fell into decay in the 20th century and was probably last occupied about 1950.
0: Local heritage specialist Anton Lennon tells us about the history of Drum Heritage Centre and some of the attractions the area has to offer.
2: Drum Heritage Group is over 30 years on the go. The very first job was the restoration of the Old Abbey. That led to the first annual Open Air Mass in 1989. Where you are here now is is the Heritage Centre. It's a community tourism centre and it was set up here in in 2000. It's a local history museum as you can see and we have our our mill, our replica model of a horizontal water-driven corn mill. As well as that we have a a lot on the Titanic. Again we have local history, old photos of homesteads in the centre here. We have um, a lot of uh, displays on Sean and we do we do help Americans and English and various visitors that come back Irish and that that have have um, roots in the area. The Dalman is a nice gentle walk, but on the way up you've got uh, the garlic patch. It's known as. And then you go up along then and and there's Lysadroline, a nice site there with anyone interested in bird watching or wildlife or that. And finally you come to the dolmen and if you talk to some of the locals here like Jimmy Moore, Jimmy now would tell you it was always known as Lobby's Rock or The Rock or you know the, 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 the word dolmen and megalithic tomb. The locals didn't call it that but that's what it is, a, a, a portal dolmen. And it's, it's a huge 20 tonne in weight and it's a grand feature. And um, very few of them are found in the Midlands. You wouldn't find them in this area. They're mainly coastal type features.
0: Next door, we meet Jackie Eastwood to find out about the drum art group.
3: The drum art group has been going for a number of years. Um, the art, for me personally... I see it as a very social activity. There's no pressure here. I don't mind if people come and don't put a bit of paint on a canvas. It doesn't matter. People come. They enjoy it. They have a great opportunity to have a chat. Of course, we have to stop in the middle of the class and have our cup of tea. And I can tell you once the chat starts, it's very difficult to stop it. Uh, and to me that's what's important it's 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 great that they produce fantastic works of art and we recently had our art exhibition in the vincent de paul which was extremely successful and i think to produce an artwork take it home and be proud of what you've done that's that's what it's all about at the end of the day
0: bridgie a member of the drum art group remembers her early years living
2: in drum When I came down now to the room, we used to have people rambling into the house, you know, older people would come in and ramble. but that's nearly all done away with now, you know. Uh, What rambling is now, you mightn't even know what rambling is, it's people, uh, you know, to come in for a visit maybe for three or four hours at night and chatting and talking. There was no radios or no televisions very much at that time. Then we got a television, which was great. And when it was common would be playing, the house would be full of people, uh, you know, coming in to to see the match. And they'd be sitting on the stairs and on the floor and on the chairs and every, everywhere they could shove in, they'd be in. We often had 30 people in the kitchen looking at the television, you know, when the match would be on. Great noise.
0: <laughs> Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien Additional Research by Damien McCallan Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray, and Erica Follows Smith Editing by Kyle McCallan Produced by Amanda Gunning The additional contributors to this episode were Anton Lennon, Jackie Eastwood and Bridgie Lennon. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the Television Licence Fee.